thank you for tuning in to Rock Your Life with Nora Finch, a podcast inspired by my life experience, my 20 years in natural wellness, and my training in the Israeli military fighting system of Krav Maga. Okay, so this is a Nora Finch solo episode as part of my first responder series that I was going to name Taking Our Power Back, but I'm changing it to Being Bulletproof because I think that sounds more kick-ass. Okay, first of all, I want to thank the firefighters in Sacramento I have been able to talk to in regards to designing these shows. It's been a challenge where I haven't felt totally supported, and I've realized through this trek that in a way, I've had to build up their trust and prove that my support is for real, and I understand. I've also realized that if I want the series to be as successful as it can be, it requires me to ignore and push through the adrenaline rush and pounding heart in doing so, where typically I would run away, but I'm glad to push through this to end up realizing it wasn't as bad as I thought, which is a great example of my favorite acronym for fear, which is false evidence appearing real. Yes, I realized it was very false in these feelings. Okay, I am not embarrassed to share this with you today as it shows I have inner struggles as well, people. Okay, so overcoming this is worth it to me to overcome this if it means helping one person. It has been rewarding just to hear the one EMT who said thank you for approaching him. So... Thank you all for scaring me with your uniforms. I don't even know why you people, why, why you even do that? Because you're not even my type. (laughs) Just joking. Anyway, okay. So here's what I'm going to talk about today so you can uh, decide if you want to listen further on in the episode. I know it is a serious topic, but the second half is going to be more fun. Okay. So this first part, what is boundary setting and how to apply this in your careers as first responders and in your personal lives, my reflections on the importance of feeling our rights and deserving of setting boundaries, and how learning verbal and physical skills help us assert ourselves. Okay, so also there's some writing exercises on here um, that, of course, I highly recommend you sit down and take this seriously um, if you are interested in knowing more because it actually uh, becomes kind of fun. So I, th- I think of it, it's definitely very therapeutic. And then when I talk about the Bill of Rights, actually writing those while they're really long, if you write that out, try and write that out 20 times. Um, you know, you'll get it in your head and you can also post them. So writing definitely will help Pro- reprogramming our subconscious I call it okay part of the concept of being bulletproof is feeling powerful respecting ourselves first helps us set these boundaries to help us navigate through life and that's first responder or not I hope that those of you feel after you listen to these episodes that I, as well as my guests and other people want to help you stay mentally sound and help you feel you are worth preserving. You know, it's nice to know that you have that around you. I would like you to consider taking the initiative to learn about self-care early on in your careers before waiting for something to happen or thinking it's not going to happen to you. And I hope these episodes provide an outside the box therapy for you. 
I also want to talk about in one of my episodes too, actually PTSD and the different thoughts on um, it actually causing a brain injury. Um, different people have different opinions on that, but I want to speak more about that. Um, okay, so what is boundary setting? Boundary setting, you can Google more if you want to know more, provides healthy rules for navigating relationships, intimate or professional. They help establish a strong sense of self. They allow you to make yourself a priority, and it lets other people, parties, know involved what is and isn't appropriate to you, so they're never left guessing. You're basically telling someone how to tend your yard or house sit for you. With all that being said, of course, the settings can be flexible. This only makes sense, right? How would someone else know how to house sit for you if you don't tell them? Unfortunately, we aren't taught this, frankly, because our mainstream culture doesn't focus on teaching us how to enter relationships with others, nor does it teach us any conflict resolution skills. Um, if you don't go looking for this, um, if you, you know, I didn't even know anything really like this existed, so I didn't even know to go looking for it or didn't even realize I needed it. You know, when you have a problem with somebody um, growing up, if you aren't taught that, you don't really know what to do. And so, um, including, you know, just lacking words. Okay, if you look for yourself in this impulsive culture, you can see that getting physical with someone precedes tending the yard. Am I right or am I right? So this is interesting to note. There, there are some factors that hold us back from being assertive, um, such as myself. It wasn't until the age, about age 35 when I started training and learning all of this, okay? So there are some people, though, like my husband and our 12-year-old daughter that um, are born and were born very assertive and very confident about themselves, but they've had the opposite challenge, which is learning to be compassionate for them. Okay, three barriers. There may be more, but these are the ones that I picked and found. Not feeling we have rights. Okay, sorry, I got messed up there. Not feeling we have rights. Having anxiety, fear surrounding speaking up, and the lack of social skills to put into practice. So check, check, check for me. All applied. Okay, next I need to read us our Bill of Rights. This is a good time to take out your paper and write these down. I know they're they're really long and you can go back, you can pause it or whatever you need to do, but um, I think it would be really excellent if you wrote these down. Okay, um, as many times as you can. Try to do even 10 of each one. Okay, I know it seems so simple, but I'll tell you from personal experience that um, those barriers that I had affected my ability to understand that I had rights, basically because my dad and then outside authority has made me feel like, you know, they've ruled me most of my life. And I just basically have repressed a lot of um, the problems that I have, you know, about um, the world or the country inside. I didn't feel like I had a right. Okay, basic brief list. I have the right to ask for how I want to be treated. I have a right to make my needs as important as others. I have the right to remove myself from a situation or person I feel may be causing harm to me, physically, emotionally, and mentally. I have the right to my own personal space and have the right to state this out loud. 
I have the right to say I don't understand or I don't know. I have the right to say no without feeling guilty. Okay, soak that up for a minute. Now on to self-respect and self-worth. If you don't feel either one of these things for yourself, you will have a difficult time setting boundaries. Now you may think, I'm confident. I don't think I have a problem with this at all. I would have said the same thing before self-defense. Let me give you a personal example. Before my confrontation with my father-in-law over eight years ago, around the age of 35, the magical number, I would have considered myself a confident person within my business and certain skills, but I would admit at that time I didn't have a high sense of self-worth. Since I was a teen in my small rural town of Pennsylvania near the Amish, actually, not only did I have deep feelings of rejection that my body was inadequate and I was not white enough or pretty enough for America, I definitely didn't feel I was worth anything to the world or that I was worth defending or even speaking up. Okay, I was always aware of this weak area, but I never knew how to fix it. So this confrontation with my father-in-law who got in my personal space and me going into a panic attack and not knowing how to react, this changed my life forever. And I was so angry at myself the next day, just walking away thinking, I'm not a dumb bitch. Why didn't I tell him to stop? I didn't talk to him for a year. With this time and healing and prayer, I was able to thank as well as forgive him for this experience, understanding he was only doing what he knew. He wasn't trying to hurt me. I knew he loved me. And um, actually, that is probably one of the biggest life lessons of my life, one of them. So I really do thank him for that experience while it hurt me so bad. Six months later, I found what came to be a love and obsessive obsessive passion for this fighting system. Again, you'll hear me say Krav Maga. I like the raw, hardcore, realistic style, um, which is different from now. It's, it's, there's a lot of fitness base to it. But um, I'm so grateful because it brought me to the parts of my culture and learning Muay Thai. So during that year's worth of healing, I can't tell you how many bruises I had, how much falling and how many different tests and drills, but it was so fun at the same time. I loved it. So with all of this being said, this is how I know how important it is to feel deserving of our rights and to feel we are worth a goddamn when we feel that we are worth a goddamn (laughs) We are able to, quote, set boundaries, right? It makes sense? Because there's a difference between knowing and feeling. It's the same thing kind of like with love. It's unfortunate that our American culture teaches us that our worth is determined by the outside. When I say teaching us, it's just the things that they show and present us, right? Right to us. It's just how we want to perceive it, but that's how I see it. And that's also part of like the Buddhist philosophy and things like that is that, you know, don't look to outside for those things to make you feel valuable. So anyway, I'm trying to explain to you that 
what American culture has shown us is that it is outside. It's our physical image, whether we're in a relationship or not, the size of our home, what we drive, who we know, these things have tended to make us feel that that is what makes us worthy and valuable, right? Okay. Um, We are not being taught that our inner character is important to our survival. Okay. Almost done. I promise you. Okay. This is the fun part. Now that we looked all this at the, all the psychoanalyzing, another time to take out the paper um, or just think on them as I ask you, okay? Who has taught us what we know about the world? Do you feel you govern, or in other words, have control over your own life, or has it been society, media, the government, parents? teachers, friends, have they been the ones controlling it? Are the beliefs you have about the world your truth or the thoughts of others? Do you feel you have the right to choose differently? Don't forget you're adults, people. (laughs) We can choose a different way to be. I'm bringing up these questions because these play a part in why we have a hard time speaking up. So I want you to think about this. Okay, I told you the fun part's coming, okay? Just this little part I gotta explain. From the beginnings of time, we have been told no. Think about what happened when people didn't listen or did something wrong back then. They got punished, possibly put in solitude, spanked, beaten, or worse. It was a do-what-you're-told time period that carried on. So I want you to ask yourself, Do you think this took some of our power from us? Do you think it's possible this type of disciplining could affect our abilities to make decisions for ourselves? Would we feel we have any sorts of rights? Do you want to continue this tradition? So I want you to sit in thinking about that. If you agree this is true for you, Do you see why boundary setting is so important? It is because we have been guided and reprimanded by others that we can conclude why many of us have a difficult time speaking up and feeling we have rights. Okay, the end. (laughs) The end of the madness that may be hurting your head. Okay. Breathing time. More writing. If you still have your piece of paper out, now you understand why it's important to feel deserving. Now I'm going to tell you how to feel you are worth a goddamn, okay? (laughs) Let's not expect others to tell us, but feel free to ask someone if you need help seeing yourself and can help you point out your strengths. So the list that I want you to start with... This is about your unique traits or skills you have or that you want to develop and be good at. Because remember, we can be good at anything, but basically the things that, you know, the more you practice, the better you get at it. I don't know if we can be great at everything, but you know what I mean. Okay, so here's just some examples. I know this is comedy. It's very comedic, but um, I had to throw some things in here. Actually, the first thing is only comedic. Verse two, maybe you make badass paper airplanes. 
maybe you're good at juggling, doing push-ups down a flight of stairs. Maybe you speak more than one language. You're a strategic thinker, problem solver, clown. Maybe you're cracking people's shit up at the station every day. Maybe you're a great chef. Just start writing. Hey, maybe you're really fast. Don't they, do they have like, I know in training they have a time limit for when you put your uniform on, but like, yeah, maybe you're, <laughs> maybe you're really good at doing that still at this day and age in your career. Okay, so everyone has a skill. It's just something, you know, that makes you unique. So that's what this first list is. Um, the other things I put on there, because there's a lot of other things that might be considered hobbies, but they're still unique traits that still make, you know, help my character. And those examples are writing and painting, jewelry make, making, playing the didgeridoo, all sorts of random things that I'm into, which is also why I don't like labels for myself, which may seem make me seem like a confusing person, but I don't care. Um, anyway. Another list you can start is how to embrace your physical image, what makes you really unique. And the reason for doing that is just another way to help us, you know, prevent us from comparing to each other. Okay. Next, write a list of what you feel you give back to the world. Now, first responders, I would probably say, are already in what I is what I would call like your life calling, but um, you have skills within your calling that's going to separate you from the next person, right? So, any other extra training you do on the side or whatever, those are the things that can make you unique in your field. So, I want you to write again. Here are some examples. As a paramedic, are you a quick assessor of a patient's conditions? As a firefighter, being empathic. Do you know how to help calm frantic people down quickly? As an engineer, maybe you're a pimp because you know how to navigate that big-ass 30-foot-long fire engine into the parking lot by my work for your $7 coffees. <laughs> you know, maybe, though, they got to do whatever they got to do to stay tweaked out when you've been up for 19 hours, I'm sure, right? But if that was me driving by, I'd say, fuck that place having to finesse that parking. Oh, my God, it cracks my shit up whenever I see that. I'm pretty sure it's the 30 foot, not the 42 foot foot, because I know the other people have to cross across the street <laughs> with that one that I see. Okay, but what I really want to know, what I actually what I really want to see is someone parallel park that fucker on a hill in San Francisco I wonder if they have some massive industrial e-brake bar or is it just a button? I don't know. I want to see that. I'm sure I'll go in a, in a, in a truck one day. Oh, I forgot I can YouTube tube that. Okay, or if you're a cop, do you naturally read people really well? More examples. Maybe you're one of those humble firefighters who's learned some jujitsu with your badass leg sweeps with those drunk motherfuckers up there. Or you know how to side mount and you've stopped them from pulling the goddamn IVs out of their arms. 
yes, that is what I am hearing actually from one of the self-defense instructors up there. He said they deal a lot um, with a lot of the homeless and drunk people. So um, jujitsu has really helped them. And that's why I think learning those if different types of self-defense skills is really um, almost imperative because what if you're there by yourself and you, you do need to get aggressive and you need to do something, you know, you gotta, you gotta figure it out. So this list we're just working on and feeling your uniqueness is where we go into the deeper level of self-worth. And then another thing you you probably have heard of, another part of this list you can start is, you know, what you feel like you should be paid per hour. That's another good way to feel like, you know, how deserving you are. Okay, finally to end. We are closing this. Oh, not to, I can't even believe this went. That was a long time, 20 minutes. Okay, to recap, do you want to learn how to set boundaries and do you think they will help you? Your lists that you worked on and how learning verbal and physical skills will help you build your toolbox for success. Now, while I encourage the physical, um, you can learn to build assertiveness through verbal skills. Physical just enhances it and takes it to another level, you know, as you've heard the term, you know, when you feel outside, when you feel strong outside, you feel strong inside. So I really needed that. Um, but I learned it actually in the opposite way. So on the next episode, I'm going to talk about more recommendations and resources, more, more phrases, and also how to release the fears to help set the boundaries. And just to give you a couple walkaways till then of things, these different phrases, they actually aren't meant to be memorized. They're just ideas, again, for the toolbox. I needed things for me when I was dealing with, I mean, anything from homeless approaching me, you know, at the gas station or dealing with people who come to my front door or parenting and being able to stay firm with my child and um, all of that. Okay, so, um, and there's different ways, you know, maybe people might critique, maybe you've heard these things before, but these are just some suggestions um, because I know how helpful it was to me. Okay, so uh, here's a couple different things. I need you to listen to me carefully right now. Oh, also tone does matter, of course, strong and firm. Did you hear what I said? Tell me what you heard. Let me be sure I heard what you said. I need you to take a walk. Specific to paramedics and preventing conflict. I'll only let you borrow my scissors if you remember to put them back where they belong. And then another great book, Verbal Judo by Doc Thompson and Jerry Jenkins. And his term that he uses, there is something called the sword of insertion. You like that? It really, it really is. He calls it that. It's a way to interrupt someone without generating further resistance just by using the word listen or wait a second. So yes, final close. Of course, I would recommend the different fighting systems. You can also listen to my episodes, the upcoming one with Rory Miller, violence behavior specialist, the spear system by Tony Blower. A lot of people know about that in law enforcement. And he was also on one of my shows. And then um, learning martial arts for composure and learning things like terms of positions of advantage. And then I mentioned before um, the jujitsu two resources. My mentor that helped me so much, Richard Grannon, 
Um, he was a former doorman, self-defense instructor, Spartan life coach. Um, he does a lot of stuff on YouTube now dealing with a narcissistically abusive women because that's who he dated a lot. So you will find him on there, uh, for those of you that are dating people like that. But I want you to type this in and see if you are able to get through to it. It still is up though, his streetfightsecrets.com website. But uh, these tutorials, streetfightsecrets.com backslash capital S-A dash with other tutorials backslash. I mentioned verbal judo. And again, I want to thank you all first responders again for all your patience in dealing with all the motherfuckers in the community. Yes, I would say a lot of them are. And the firefighters that do all they do outside of putting out fires and chasing cats out of trees. <laughs> okay, thanks. And check out my wellness page, facebook.com backslash norafinch.nsati. Okay, till next time, ladies, this is Rock Your Life with Nora Finch. <laughs>